Weekly Fantasy Roundup, hosted by Andrew Skinner and Aaron Bishop. Welcome back to another fun, exciting, fact-void episode of the Weekly Fantasy Roundup. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Skinner, joined by my co-host, Mr. Aaron Bishop. How's it going, sir? My friend. Excellent. How are you? I'm okay. I am wealthier than the last time we spoke. (laughs) What's that, like 15 grand? Almost 14,350 Canadian dollars wealthier than the last time we spoke. I played in a large poker tournament over the weekend. Uh, The poker scene here, uh, we don't have anything regulated, anything official. So a lot of our games are underground. So one of the more popular bars in town that hosts poker is Bella Vista. So they were organizing a big game. They call it their big game, $850 buy-in. And as the weeks and days have gone by, I've realized that a lot of the players in this tournament are going to be qualifiers. They were doing like spins, uh, for example, on the Lotto Max for all 49 numbers. They were offering, excuse me, they were offering spots at $50 a spot. Whatever the bonus number was, got the spot. And then the number before and the number after. So basically every Lotto Max draw, they were qualifying three people for 50 bucks each. So I was thinking, man, like half this fucking field is going to be people that have won their way in for $50. Like this is going to be the softest $850 tournament in the history of poker. That, you know, and like I've been playing poker a long time. I'm not a poker pro, but I I got some chops. I've been playing a long time. Yeah. And I knew just by default, even if it was all players that had bought in for 850, I knew I'm better than half the field. You give me a decent run of cards. You know, with my experience and my ability, and I can make a run there. So I said, fuck it, let's go. And uh turn my 850. I went all the way to the end. I chopped three-handed. We got down to three, where third place was ten thousand three hundred dollars. Uh, second place was thirteen thousand two hundred, first place was twenty thousand one hundred, okay. something along those lines. And we decided with three players left that the chip stacks are all pretty close, the blinds are high, and we decided to chop evenly, and we took just over $14,000 each and your boy was in on it. Congratulations again. Thank you, sir. I've been playing poker since I keep telling people like when my buddies were young and robbing their parents, cigarettes and drinking in the sticks, I was learning how to play cards. You know, poker has always been my voice, man. Since I was a kid, I remember when I was young, you know, Mark Burroughs, Mm -hmm. myself and Burroughs came out. I remember it was January, 2000. We came out to St. John's for our first ever curling provincials. And we stayed with my Uncle Paul, and one of the nights uh, over the course of the weekend, we played Vermoli. Now, as a kid, I was fascinated by Vermoli. My mom would have her girlfriends over to play Vermoli, and there'd be the clanging of the nickels, like the clink, 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 and I would sneak out of my room just to watch them play, and mom would drive me out of it, but then one of the girls would be like, no, nah, you need let them let watch us, let them stay. So mom would let me stay around for a few minutes, but only a few minutes, Angel. You got school in the morning. I was just so fascinated, right? So anyway... Fast forward to this game, Ramoli, and I was like, holy shit, I finally get to play. So I had a blast, and me and Mark were chatting about it later in the evening, and he said, Skinner, if you thought Ramoli was good, you need to come out and play poker with us sometime. And this was January of 2000. So 22 years and several thousand hands later, I just had my biggest poker win of all time. That's awesome. Yeah, pretty proud, man. I got to say, you know, I played well, obviously. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I, I played every hand to perfection. I obviously made some mistakes along the way. Obviously got lucky in some hands along the way. But as a whole, 
I played a fairly good game and I absolutely earned my spot in the top three. So pretty proud. So I'm thinking maybe like might play some more poker going forward, you know, whether it be like uh regular uh, poker stars tournaments or might try to play some bigger games around town. Maybe, you know, take a trip to Montreal and try my luck at playground. Who knows? But I'm definitely going to try to parlay this because I've always believed in myself as a card player. And I really want to make the most of this big, uh, this big win. Well, I do believe your future is bright in that regard. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to think about the future being bright when you're 38. That's a statement you make when like you're 15. You're like, oh, the future's bright for you, young I man. Know. You know, Everything, but it's, yeah. I keep thinking I'm 30, man. It's like you're 40, bud. No, nope, you're not 30. You're 40. It's like, are you 40? I'm, I'll be 40 in January. Yeah. Oh, wow. Just around the corner. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'll be 39 in June. Not quite there yet, but I'm not far behind you. So guess what I'll be doing for my 40th birthday? I I don't know. I'll be going to the Royal Rumble. <laughs> wow, really? Yes, sir. Dude, I am not a huge wrestling guy. I appreciate wrestling from like the late 80s, early 90s. But I've always loved the Royal Rumble, man. I've made a point, even like the last, as recently as like two years ago, I've like shelled out the money to get the Royal Rumble pay-per-view just because there's something about the Royal Rumble, man. Since I was a kid, I've always loved it. So yeah, the thought of you going in person. Weekend. I love the Rumble too. There's always something about it. As you said, it's just that that magical something in the air. Every, right? night, every night there's a Royal Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> well, they tend to bring back like a couple of OGs. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember, yeah. God, I remember when Superfly Jimmy Snooker came back like 20 years after he retired. I was like, oh, my <laughs> fucking God, how could this guy possibly be wrestling in bare feet? And then the <laughs> next guy, it was fucking Roddy, Roddy Piper. I was like, what? the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And like the whole rumble stopped and these two geriatrics just fucking going at it in the middle <laughs> of the ring. And some guy just dumps them both out. Yeah, But to have a moment where you're like, oh my God, these are icons of 80s wrestling just coming back. Like, I remember Diesel, Kevin Nash coming back and like stands in the entranceway and like adjusts the glove. I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) you know, like, oh, something about the Rumble, man. They just have a way of really, really doing well. So that's awesome, man. Where is, uh, where is the Rumble in January? In San Antonio. Ooh, nice. Maybe a little uh, HBK appearance. Maybe a little HBK. Yes, that's right. Who knows? He's from San Antonio. That would absolutely put the place on fucking wheels. There's rumor and innuendo that The Rock might be coming back because he's supposed to be facing really? all the at WrestleMania, so he might be coming back. at, at Really? Rumble, so, yeah. Stone Cold is also out of uh, Texas. Maybe uh, bring back oh, a couple yes, of the Texas little, OGs. Steve Austin, yeah. Can you imagine if they had a guest spot of fucking Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold in the Rumble? Dude, if if Stone Cold came out, I'd lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> Even if he had fucking like two all the way, man. <laughs> two elbow braces, two knee braces, just like fucking man. Who cares? It's Stone Cold. I don't care if he's a corpse. I just want to see it happen. Right. <laughs> wow. So that's already booked, done, delivered. You're going for sure. I'll be booking my tickets probably in December, but nice. I do have permission from the wife. So <laughs> that's pretty well, much that's, that's fucking half the battle, man. That's, half the, that's all the battle. <laughs> yep. So yes. a lot to talk about this week on the show. Uh, very interesting week in TBLC. And namely, uh, another schedule loss was not. Not schedule loss. Very surprising. 
Very <laughs> surprising result. That and many more exciting matchups to talk about in TBLC. Of course, we've got Sheridan Week. A lot of good options for the shirt this week. Very anxious to hear who you have for your shirt. Then we get into uh, the Guillotine League, where oh boy, very <laughs> high-profile manager went down this week. It's been a really excellent couple weeks on the Weekly Fantasy Roundup, as we've had the luxury last week of being joined by the man, or one half of the men who were decapitated, Mr. Sean Burke. And this week, we were able to get the decapitated manager on the show again. Who will that be? I'll reveal that when the time comes. And of course, Bishop's Corner, the highlight of the show. Oh, of Can't wait to get another installment of that. But before we get into the show, there's something you wanted to discuss, friend. Please go ahead. Yes, let's take a minute to talk about our sponsor, Heave Away. It doesn't matter what you guys want to do out there. If you guys, everybody travels. I know everybody in this chat, in the leagues, everybody's traveling. No matter what you do, whether it's just booking a flight, a hotel, whatever, we'll get you the best price guaranteed. Come through me, message me to say, hey, Bish, I want to do this. You got it. We have the same prices as, as Expedia, but we get a lot better perks, a lot more perks. Um, just message me and find out everything that you need for your travel needs. How can uh, people reach you? Is it best to reach you on Messenger, or do you have a email like associated to HeaveAway that we can contact you? Yeah, it's Aaron at HeaveAway.com, or you can message me through uh, Messenger. Excellent. You heard the man. For all your travel needs, go to our presenting sponsor, heaveway.com. That is correct. (laughs) Heaveway.com. All right. Well, let's get her going. Let's get right into the show. And uh, Bish's Corner, floor is yours. Bish's Corner. corner okay headlines uh not a whole lot to talk about this week i wasn't really following honestly a little busy but over the past couple of days didn't notice that uh, mr bryce harper had his uh had his surgery and he's out until mid-may so what did he have surgery on was he dealing uh, with a major injury during the world series he had tommy john surgery no wait a minute bryce harper i have tj written down Oh, no, that can't be right. How did Tommy? No, it can't be Tommy John. Sorry. Once I know. I mean, I know Harper was dealing with injuries all year. I know at some point he like stopped yeah, he playing. Yeah, he did Tommy John, yeah. Bryce Harper. Really? Yeah. Weird. Well, whatever it was, he stopped. Well, that makes sense because Otani, I recall Otani having Tommy John or something similar where he was like able to bet but was not able to pitch. Kind of like Harper was not able to play the field but was able to be designated hitter. Yeah. Fucking didn't slow him down, man. Dude was mashing in the playoffs. Yeah. And another uh, surprising little headline here, the New Jersey Devils 13-game win streak. Are you kidding me? What the fuck? Aaron Skinner <laughs> likes this. Oh, my God. My brother's oh, been a Skinner Devils, Devils fan. fan. <laughs> yes, he is. My brother's always been a Devils fan. I like to think he became a goalie because his big brother was a goalie. He swears it was because of Martin Brodeur. So he's been a Devils fan ever since – you know, we were kids in the 90s, and uh, he's had a few cup runs, but over the last 15-ish years, it's been pretty gross pretty in New Jersey. Yeah. And apparently all they needed was P.K. Subban to retire, 
And now they're the best team in the league? Question mark. Okay, moving on. Between the pipes. Week six was rivalry week. We had the Cove Canadians defeating myself. No soup for you by a score of six to four. God damn it, Cam. Uh, Laleem's left side defeated Screepy D and the Beaver Pelts by a score of seven to two. Just one before I die defeated two sticks, one puck by a score of seven to two. Next, we have the first of two fistings this week. The Nikita Chiefs, Joel defeating no pucking around by a score of nine to one. Another loss for Megan as she remains in last place. And the main fisting, the big fisting of the week, the fantasy king, John King, fisting the shit out of on McLeod nine by a score of 10 to zero. Holy fuck. Poor Aaron Wald got scalded this week. One thing I wanted to bring up with the league that I found really interesting. Uh, only three teams out of our 10 have an above 500 record. <laughs> what? It's crazy. Yeah, I know. So, so you have three teams just pounding the shit out of everyone every week? Yeah. So the first three teams, the records are 41, 18, and 7, 40, 19, and 7, and 40, 21, and 5. And then the next person in fourth place, which is Cam, is 29, 32, and 5. <laughs> that's crazy jesus i noticed that your league yours um was at 50 percent still yeah. not well great. you got a lot of categories right it is what it is yeah so i'm in the mix and i'm barely above 500 i think just hanging just there yep um let's move on to xfbbl Sam Adebayo joined the league this week and kicked my ass by a score of eight to four. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> How can I say? <laughs> I didn't even know he's in the league. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Splatty Cakes defeating the Shogun Master by a score of seven to five. Daddy Pool defeating Kick Punchers by a score of nine to three. More on Daddy Pool later. The Cove Cowboys defeating the Foxy Lady by a score of nine to three. Then we have Team Injured out game time decision defeating Jamie's fantastic team by a score of 10 to two. And the fisting of the week, we have the Fantasy King. Another fisting from John this week. Jesus. Over Bish's high fat percentage by a score of 11 to two. Speaking of Daddy Pool. Andrew was quick to point out this week in the chat that uh, I slighted him a little bit. He was a little miffed that I didn't mention his name as one of the top teams in the league that I thought was going to make it to the semifinals. But here he is, first place. Just walk on into the league, taking over, showing us all how it's done. So I figured we'd just take a second just to look over this team. Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis. Not bad. Brandon Ingram. Evan Mobley. Wow, yeah, this team's pretty good. He's got a lot of injuries he's dealing with, too. Uh, Bradley Beal, Dwindle, and Robert Williams. Yeah, so he's got injury problems. But you know what? This team is actually pretty solid. So I apologize, Andrew. I think maybe your team will definitely be in the playoffs. <laughs> we'll be first. I don't know. 
But I do think, as of right now, because of John King's injury problems, um, I think this is a team that can make it to semis. I eat my words. I apologize. And good luck the rest of the way, Mr. New Andrew, <laughs> as I call him. <laughs> okay, next we have Halftime Heat. Let's start with your matchup friend. TB loves C defeating the ultra magnetic MCs by a score of 171 to 169. Holy shit. Good matchup. Uh, John. Yeah, that's a bad beat, John. But as that, as it happens, Skinner, you improved to eight and three while John drops to seven and four. Next. Two girls, one cup, defeating Take Your Lance and Jacket Off by score 174 to 140. Yeah, Cam had another huge week from Mahomes, 53 points. Jesus Christ. And the Patriots D, how about that? 36. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad at all. Cam improves to six and five, while Matthew drops to four and seven. Sloppy Fries defeated Just Here to Gamble by a score of 166 to 139. Megan's week highlighted by the Baltimore Ravens defense of 25. And Justin Fields, rest in peace, 33. Megan will fall to four and seven, while Colin will improve to eight and three. Next, ugh, the Cove Cowboys defeated. Cove Cowboys are a bye week. Five score, 133 to 124. Why do I put the karma on myself every time? I don't know. The artists formerly known as Cowboys are a bye week, now known as I am a bye week. When I will you ever week. learn? Never. It's never. Unbelievable, uh, man. Jeez Louise. Yeah. <laughs> so because I did not have Travis Kelsey in my lineup and because I had Graham Gano instead, I lost uh, Graham Gano minus two points. Thank you very much for that. Cole Komet in his six points. Justin Jefferson, six. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not good. My season's now over. Uh, actually, in his cruel twist of fate, Darren, my opponent here, actually eliminated me in two leagues this week. So fuck you, Darren, you piece of shit. Oh, that uh that other league where you made the big four for four trade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darren yeah. said, not on my fucking watch. Went head to head. Nope. You'd love to see it. Yeah. At least the playoff picture is pretty clear in your league. Like I think one of Megan and or take your lance and jacket off might get in. But uh the top five teams are basically a lock. So yeah, there's that. And finally, we have our fistin of the week. The juice is loose. Defeated clever team name by a score of 194 to 117. Gary Nolan, once again, just plowing through people. Uh, Nolan had a big week from Burrow, 56 points. That's the quarterback sneak of the week award right there. Uh, 36 point, 37 points from Tony, Tony Pollard, excuse me. My God. Yeah. Just a solid week all around from Nolan. And honestly, I don't know if anybody can stop Nolan this year. It might be his time. Oh, 
gambling. Time to do what? Start losing in the finals every other year in your league? <laughs> Shit. Time will tell, but probably yes. <laughs> Look, man, his team is good, but if his team can lose to whatever the fuck you call a team in that league, it's beatable. Let's be real. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I pounded him too. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. Bet the mortgage. Pick it a week. Who do you well, first of all? Before hold on, before you get into uh bet the mortgage pick of the week for this upcoming week, why don't you tell us how your pick last week went? Did we not push on the bears? We pushed on the bears. Indeed, we did. So no blood. No blood. Thank, no thank house, God. no blood. <laughs> so in honor of Thanksgiving down south to our American friends, let's do a little three Thursday game parlay, shall we? Oh, I mean for that. Alrighty, I'm thinking the Detroit Lions plus eight and a half on my spread are a good one. Dan Campbell actually has them doing football things. They're healthy. DeAndre Swift looks healthy. Not that he's getting any touches or anything, but hey, he's healthy. Um, (laughs) You know, their defense still blows, uh, but the Bills defense has been uh, vulnerable over the last few weeks too. Apparently, Mm -hmm. they're just giving it up to the wide receivers, like 30th in the league since week six. So it could be a big game for Jared Goff and Amara through the air. Uh, Jamal Williams, always good for a couple of goal line vulture touchdowns. I, I'm, I'm in on that. I'm in on that. Ask me who's leading the NFL in touchdowns. I already know the answer. It's Jamal Williams. Oh, snaps on. Nice. <laughs> I got him in uh, your league. Proud member of TV Love C. <laughs> All right. So Detroit Lions will take the, take the spread on that one. Next, we have the Cowboys over the Giants. Look at that spread. Mine is minus 10 and a half. Holy shit. Um, I don't know if I can. I think we might just have to take the Cowboys straight up. That's interesting. I mean, like, I don't really. It's not a whole lot with the 1.22 either, but that spread. I mean, they're home. Yeah, fuck it. You know what? We're, we're riding the Dallas Cowboys minus 10 and a half. Fuck wow. It. Yeah. Fuck it. Book it. All right. It. All right. <laughs> bet, bet the mortgage. Bet the mortgage question. If anything, I like the under in this game. I think the Giants have very good defense as the Cowboys do. Giants are banged up. Uh, the Giants are going to score any points. It's going to have to be uh, with Saquon, Saquon Barkley. Um, division rivals, familiar foes. I think this is a bit of a lower scoring affair. So if anything, I'd be inclined to take the under, um, but I don't mind your pick of Dallas. I think Dallas can win this game by 10 or 10 and a half, but I think it's going to be like 17 to, I don't know, 17 to six, maybe. Maybe because yeah, they smoke Green Bay. So, I mean. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I, th- I think the Giants will score more than three points, but I mean, that didn't, no, Dallas lot. smoked the Vikings last week, and oh, I Vikings, mean, sorry. murdered yeah. them. Yeah, 40, yeah, yeah. 40 to three. Oh yeah. my God, in Minnesota, sweet yeah. Jesus. So maybe this ten and a half spread is pretty good. <laughs> good and speaking of those Vikings, they are facing New England. Interesting matchup here. Held Zach Wilson to three points and cost him his starting job, at least for the moment, as he is benched this week. The Jets are going with one Mike White. 
Um, is it because the Patriots defense is so good or is it because Zach Wilson is so bad? Time will tell. But the Pats defense has been very good for fantasy purposes this year. Uh, Vikings, I like the Vikings, man, but they're a bit of a paper tiger. All their scores have been one score games, all of them. All their wins, all their wins, rather. I'm sorry. Um, So they're not covering spreads. I think that the Patriots can win this game. I'm, if we were to go one here, I'm thinking it's Pats plus two and a half. I have two and a half on the Pats here as well. And I was going to, yeah, I like that. I would say plus two and a half on the Pats, minus 10 and a half for Dallas, and minus or plus eight and a half for Detroit. So uh, pick three of those games gives me a, let's see, 650 odds. So if I wager, geez, am I going to put 50 bucks? 50 to win 325. Yeah, that's not bad. Not three bad games. at all. Not bad at all. All right, you heard it here, friends. The little uh, American Thanksgiving three-team parlay edition of the Bet the Mortgage. I am in. Let's go. Wager placed. Perfect. Good luck, sir. Done. And good luck to everybody out there who happens to take my advice. <laughs> <laughs> happens to wager their mortgage payment every week. Every week, whether or not your pick is going to work out, so shout out. I think you've done pretty well so far. Last week was a push. I think you won the week four, my last week for that. So it's kind of just middle of the road. So fuck it. You might be down a mortgage payment if you're following along. You might be up a mortgage payment. You might be break even. Who fucking knows? Who cares? I'd be shocked if anyone's actually bidding a fucking mortgage payment on these picks. <laughs> Yes, please don't actually bet the mortgage. <laughs> yeah. Disclaimer. <laughs> this is not a gambling site. Uh, know your limits. Stay within it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's shift gears and move on to uh, shirt of the week. Little poopy pants talk. Shirt of the week. I don't want to pile on anyone in particular. But I just can't help myself. My shirt of the week is one. Ryan Evans, four verticals manager. What a fucking dumpster fire he had this week. Didn't pick up a kicker. Lost himself 10 waiver dollars. Started the Vikings defense against Dallas. Got him negative points. Fuck me, man. He scored a season low 69.94 points. Kirk Cousins, 2.2. I mean... He had a good game from Chris Olave, sure. But I just think this is a case of Ryan. I, I really feel like Ryan's just kind of kept himself out. Hasn't really done a whole lot in terms of trades. He made that one trade a couple weeks ago, but I think there's still like, I think there's moves to be made here. And Ryan, I just don't think has really taken, uh, taken the reins here to try to save a season. So I'm going to call out Ryan Evans, my former neighbor, manager of the four verticals as the shirt of the week. Wow. Yeah. And the trade deadline is what Friday? The trade deadline is Friday. Got a lot of offers out there. A lot of teams that need help. One I'll go over in great detail now in about five minutes time. <laughs> uh, but these offers are just sitting there. And let me tell you, not all these offers are sent to Gary Nolan. So I thought I would have a response by now. <laughs> <laughs> I understand certain managers, a.k.a. Gary Nolan, can't find the time to respond in a 
uh, you know, in a timely manner. But everyone else, I've had no trouble getting uh, responses from, but seemingly not. Three offers out there just sitting there. And I'm certain these are the offers bad. <laughs> um, objectively speaking, no. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what they are. Fuck it. Steve Power. I sent Steve Power, Ramondre Stevenson, and Keenan Allen for Travis Etienne. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, Travis it's a starting point at least, yeah. Keenan Allen, healthy. Well, let's see. I went to team dinner. I uh, sent him a little bit of a smaller offer. Uh, Keenan Allen and Richard White for Amon Ross St. Brown. No. I yeah, don't. maybe not, but they could at least reply. They uh, could. Yeah. They are lacking in the depth department after losing Cooper Cup. They basically have Amon Ra and CeeDee Lamb, but their wide receiver three is a literal dumpster fire. So, again, might be just something worth countering. And then I sent an offer to Ryan, who I just described, sent him a little juicy two for two, Nick Chubb and Chris Olave for AJ Brown and Rashad White. And he just hasn't responded yet. So, I mean, whatever it is, what it is. I just figure like deadlines in a couple of days, maybe just don't sit on it. I don't know. Yeah. But in any event, let's move on. Who was your shirt of the week, friend? Kadarius motherfucking Tony. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. I believe he was on the decapitated team this week. We'll have to uh, we'll have to ask that manager when we get him on the program uh, a little later on the show. See if Kadarius Tony was in fact on his team. Uh, But it would be interesting if a guy like that was on his team to go down. That is tough. Hate to see it. I don't know if he might have affected any outcomes in TBLC. I don't think so, but possibly. Oh, yeah. He was on my opponent's team in TBLC, and my opponent lost. So Yes, he did. Team Dinner, another scheduled loss. Yes, Team Dinner put up a whopping score. Hello. 0.9 at Daryl Henderson. Like, you tell me a team. That started fucking Daryl Henderson and Kadarius Tony last week. Can't use some fucking depth. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, Daryl Henderson. He lost his job. Yeah. Cut. <laughs> what happened there? Said he was hurt. I don't know, but um, who picked him up today? Was that um, the Jags? Jaguars. Jags picked him up. Yeah, just as an insurance policy. Like uh, Michael Heisty was there, uh, RB two behind Travis Etienne. Just not a piece. I think this is nothing more than a warm body rest of the season. But, uh, yeah, very odd move. Like, I read the report and it was like, Dale Henderson, Dave, Dave, the injury. And the Rams are like, we'll show you. It's just so odd. Like, what has gone on with the Rams this year? Like, they had, like, some kind of emotional dispute with Cam Akers and, like, sat him out a couple of days to get his fucking head straight. And now... Now Cam Akers is back, and apparently the hot waiver ad of the week, and now Daryl Anderson's getting cut. Like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck is going on? No These idea. These are our fucking lives over there. You know what? Melvin Gordon got dropped, too. Yeah, I saw that. That was a long time coming. I got Latavius Murray, so that was a great pickup a couple weeks ago. Stashed him, played him. That could turn out to be a fucking game changer. Who knows? If he can put up RB1 or RB2 numbers every week, man, that's... That's that's good for me. Yeah, very odd. Fuck if I know, man. 
Who fucking knows what goes on behind closed doors? <laughs> anyway, okay. So, yeah, Kadarius Tony, your shirt of the week. Now, are you targeting him for any particular reason? You just hating on him because he did get hurt. I understand shirt worthy, but he did get injured basically immediately. I'm just hating on him. <laughs> All right. Just, just hating. Just targeted. He's my choice. So my shirt of the week is one Ryan Evans, manager of four verticals. Your shirt of the week is one Spietti hamstring himself, Mr. Kadarius Tony. Let's move on now and talk about TBLC. TBLC. Why don't we start with your matchup, friend? Sure. Because you did not live up to your name this week. Emphatically, in fact. Another scheduled loss. One. <laughs> against Team Dinner. I know it's a bit of an oxymoron, but hey, whatever. <laughs> I score 127 to 92. Another scheduled losses. 127. Highlighted by Justin Herbert. 24. Jay Willie, 24. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, 16 points. Very interesting stat line. Two receptions for 20 yards and two touchdowns. Very unique. Also, let's talk Kings about Ayuk for a second. Did you sure. see his celebration of one of those touchdowns? <laughs> Buddy, if that's not one of the funniest things you've ever seen, I don't know what is. <laughs> Delbrace touchdown whips the football, direct deposit into the cameraman's ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking folds the guy over. Uh, they like celebrate the touchdown the very Simpsons briefly. Boy, the old man from the Simpsons, boing. <laughs> right? Then they all huddle around, like, oh shit, dude, are you okay? <laughs> Look, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, great celebration. I never understood that. Like, why throw the football? Like, I understand the spike. I understand, like, I, I honestly, like, I'm all about celebration. I was always a fan of Larry Fitzgerald, man. That man, Larry Fitzgerald, scored a touchdown, just quietly, like, hand the ball over to his ref. Like, just hand the ball. Here you go, ref. Move on yeah. to the next play. High fives, teammates. Move on. You know, like a consummate professional. Now some of the celebrations are overblown. But this, like, whipping the football at the, like, <laughs> what can that accomplish? Very odd. Very odd. I miss the, uh, I miss the Jimmy Graham celebration, the dunk over the goalpost, a giant oh, yeah. lanky bastard. Just jump up, dunk it. Pretty cool celebration. Uh, not to be outdone, uh, Rondale Moore did not contribute in a positive fashion to your team. He got you negative 0.6. Mm-hmm. Rondale Moore had an interesting game. One carry for negative six yards and an injury. The old touch the ball one time, uh, hurt your team, and then get the fuck off the field. Bad beat. Now he's not practicing. Looks like he's going to miss this week. Unfortunate. He was really starting to turn it on the past few weeks. Yeah, he was. Yeah, uh, really unfortunate. Definitely uh, involved in the offense. I worry now that they may find a way to. I don't want to say script him out, but I think by the time he comes back, Hollywood's going to be back healthy, and they're going to finally get to see what the fucking Cardinals look like with DeAndre Hopkins on one side and Hollywood Brown on the other. I. Don't know where Rondale Moore fits in. I think he'll be like the slot guy. I really think his target share goes way down with both of them on the field. But time will tell because Zach Hurts is still out for the season. So James Conner couldn't catch cold. 
So, uh, and you have big games from uh, your kicker, Dan Carlson, 14 points. Shout out to your kicker and the 49ers sure. defense on the team dinner side of the ball. They're 92, highlighted by Josh Allen. 14 points. Fuck. Uh, former Los Angeles Ram, Daryl Henderson, 0.9. Amazing. Damian Pierce, wow, 17 all-purpose yards. Oh, my God. Terry McLaurin, 9. CeeDee Lamb, 9. Amon Ra, uh, 15. Not so bad. Started Trey McBride. Love that dirt throw. Look at that stat line. Four catches for 14 yards. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Kadarius Tony, as we touched on, share of the week. Big fat zero. Better than Rondale Moore. Yep, he was. <laughs> And uh, Pat's defense had a massive 25 points, man. What a fucking game that was. I had the Pat's defense in the guillotine league, and I was like, oh, my God, last fucking play of the game, punt return touchdown. Unbelievable play. So So, with the win, you got off the schneid. You had lost, like, fucking four or five in a row, man. Five in a row or something, yeah. You were in the goddamn toilet. Mm Mm-hmm. And you improved to five and six to get yourself right back in the playoff picture, especially that you defeated Team Dinner, who was ahead of you. Team Dinner with the loss fell to five and six. You guys are tied now. Are you bored as fuck? Is the wife nagging you? We haven't done shit since COVID. Ugh, can't we just go somewhere? Well, Heaveaway has a solution for you. Our professional travel agents will help you plan and customize your perfect vacation. All-inclusive resorts, river and ocean cruises, you bet your ass we do it all. So I gotta ask you, do you have a dream or a wish? You better call Bish. Visit us at heaveaway.com. Uh, let's move on and talk about my shirt of the week. Uh, four verticals. You want to talk about fist- fistings? How about Gary Nolan, Costanza, defeating four verticals by score 166 oh to 70? Almost beat him by 100 points. Wow. Six to seven. (laughs) Thrashing. Uh, Gary's 166 highlighted by Jimmy G. Huge game, 33 points. Zeke, 18. John the Taylor, 16. Amari Cooper. This is interesting. Amari Cooper was not at home, wasn't at Buffalo either. They played this game in neutral game site in Detroit. And Amari Cooper is like, hey, neutral game site. I can fucking work with that. Boom, 31 points. Debo Samuel, 22 points. Very involved. Finally looks healthy, although he is showing the questionable tag. George Pickens. Do you remember George Pickens? Had him on your team. Adam Had to drop him. Put him on the old dropsville just before he started to get really involved. Fucking hell. Hate to see it. 18 points. Uh, and that is about it. Uh, Gary's scores came primarily. I mean, he had fucking 65 points out of Jimmy G and Amari Cooper. That is going to get you a lot of weeks. In fact, he could have almost defeated Ryan with just those two players. How about that? Yeah. On the other sure. side, Ryan, 70 points. Uh, I think I went over this in the shirt, but I'll go over it again. Kirk Cousins, two. Nick Chubb, 10. Brian Robinson, wow. Brian Robinson, man, you fucking dodged it. He is mm. not looking good since they declared him starter. And basically Antonio Gibson's like, oh, I'm going to come right back in there. Uh, six points from him. Four and a half from Adam Thielen. Gabe Davis, not a bad game. 12 points. Chris Olave, 21. Very good game. 
and uh, no kicker. Wonder he lost, man. He has half my team on her. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. You guys did that uh, four for four, did you know? We did something, yeah. Something he got Ceh or someone got Ceh and Brian Robertson. It must have been must have been Ryan. Yeah, and he's out for the season, I think now. And what is he out for the year? High ankle sprain. Oh shit! Yeah, that, well, that might maybe that's just what they're saying to the media. Maybe they're just like get him the fuck out yeah. the field. You know, they tried to get uh, Eno Benjamin from the Cardinals. They do not want anything to do with uh, Ceh. So this could be the end of Ceh in uh, in Kansas City. Time will tell. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, uh, I don't even know to say a rise team anymore. This team is as good as dead. Toast. They felt, yep, they fell to three and eight with the loss. If they win out, best they can do is six and eight, and even that will only be a playoff spot if all the chips fall uh, in the right place in front of them. Um, the loss was the third of the row. Ba- or, excuse me, was their third in a row. Basically, ends their season, but crazier things have happened in TBLC. And with the win, Gary Nolan somehow got off the fucking schneid. Gary lost a bajillion weeks in a row as well. Gary improved four and seven to keep his slim playoff hopes alive. All right, let's move on to a matchup that actually resembled football things. Labrador Colts defeated Shogun Master by a score of 159 to 137. Good matchup. Yes, good matchup. This in spite of Sean deciding Tony Pollard no, thanks. Sean <laughs> left Tony Pollard and is whopping 37 points on his fucking bench. Oh, my God. Crazy. He did start one Marquez Valdez Scandling in his place who put up a whopping 2.8 points. But it didn't so, matter that Sean still defeated Spencer by score of one. Uh, excuse me. He did defeat Spencer anyway, in spite of it. By 22 points. Sean's 159 was highlighted by Jalen Hurst, 25. Najee Harris, where the fuck did this come from? If Najee Harris is all the way back, then this Najee and Waddle trade could be very, very fruitful. Huge. Yeah. For Sean. Wow. 28 points. Jarvis Landry, still starting Jarvis Landry. Odd, 12 points. Paris Campbell, 12 points. Devontae Smith, 14 points. Travis Kelsey, 36 points. Oh, my God. And Evan McPherson, wow, 17 points out of his kicker. Jesus, Aaron Bishop loves this. Loves <laughs> it. Spencer, man, I don't even know what to say about Spencer's team. This is the tale of fucking two seasons for Spencer's team, okay? Spencer starts out 0-3, basically in the tank. Does that massive deal with Joel to get Eckler. Wins fucking five matches in a row. Get himself all the way back to 5-3, and three, share first place. Now he's lost his third in a row again. They go five and six. What the fuck? Yeah. Win, lose three, win five, lose three. What a fucking tumultuous season. You know, it's unfortunate. He played down to Foreman. He only got 2.4 points. Uh, ESPN had him ranked at the top 13 players overall. Oh, week. I was benching him everywhere last week. I knew that was going to be a trap game against Baltimore. I thought they were going to get down big and early, and that is what – they didn't get down big and early. They just couldn't move the ball on the ground. It's Baltimore, the ever post- since Baltimore, who did they pick up? Baltimore picked up Roquan Smith from the Bears, and their run D immediately became better. And 
apparently nobody can run the ball on him now. And I knew I benched Foreman fucking everywhere. Bench him in your league, cut him in another league. I was like, nope, not doing this. So there was uh, there was a win here, sadly. Uh, I, f- I kind of feel bad. Spencer was kind of a victim this week of bad luck. Mike Williams got announced that Mike Williams was coming back from injury. Of course, you start Mike Williams, who was a stud, coming back from injury. In his place, benched Palmer, who has been oh. filling in in Mike Williams' absence. Mike Williams, in his return, puts up uh, one catch for 15 yards, gets re-injured, and Palmer had 30.6 points on his bench. Ouch. Yeah. If he had started Palmer, he would have won. So the reality is that if Mike Williams was not activated this past week, he would have won his matchup because Palmer was the guy he was rolling with in his absence. And the problem now is that Mike Williams might have came back a little too early, immediately gets hurt again. It's a shame, yeah. Sucks, man. I just I hope for Spencer's sake that that one bad beat. Like, I'm not going to blame Spencer for that. I would have made the same move. But it's a bit of a bad beat, right, when a team brings a guy back maybe a little too early. I think they were just rushing to get Keenan and Williams back at the same time. And now Williams could be out for an extended period of time. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So Spencer lost this despite having one of Aaron Rodgers' best games, 23 points. Alvin Kamara, 13. Very good. Eckler, 18. Bit of a down game for him, but still a nice score. Hopkins, 18. Christian Watson, man. Christian Watson did it again. Two more fucking touchdowns. Not a ton of volume, but a ton of touchdowns. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, though, it came in today. He has a broken thumb. Playing with a broken thumb. Yeah, he said it on the Pat McAfee show. That it's just one of these things that he's playing through. It's on his throwing hand. I've never thrown football, but I understand that's probably big into throwing motion. Probably a thing, yeah. <laughs> I'd say he's getting uh, little injections in there to deal with it every week. But it hasn't hindered him past few weeks. He got no problem throwing them touchdown bombs. There's been a couple of like wobbly passes. Like it's going to affect him on occasional throws, I think. But if he's got time in the pocket to deliver the pass, I don't think it's going to be an issue. It's only when the offensive line lets him down and lets pressure on him. So, uh, yeah, a bit of a bad beat for Spence. So, all in all, not a horrible week. His 137 would have been good enough to beat a lot of teams this week. Let's see. One, two, three, four. Uh, five, six teams. So it sucks. But in any event, Spencer lost his third in a row, as mentioned, to fall to five and six. Sean McClain cannot fucking be stopped. Five wins in a row, seven and four, tie for first. Way to go, Sean McClain. You love yep, to see it. Sure do. Uh, let's move on to football team defeating Davin by a score of 157 to 100. It is noteworthy that Justin and Davin, co-workers, good friends, every time they play each other, they have a wager. Oh, I've really? been made aware of, yes. And I'm going to bring it up on the show now. Every time Justin and Davin play each other in fantasy, they bet one coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you guys are fucking grown adults. You bet a coffee? A coffee? Two dollars? <laughs> Two bills were still a thing. I would take one and light it on fire right now while we're recording. <laughs> and these guys wager a coffee. Although, you know, I, I can respect it because that means they're not full-blown fucking degenerates like I am. 
So shout out to Davin and Justin who continue to bet one coffee every time they play one another. So in this case, Justin wins. Big coffee. Way to go. Justin's 157 highlighted by the never-ending string of massive games from Patrick Mahomes. 33 fucking points. Aaron Jones, 13. Devin Singletary, wow, very good game. 18 points. Uh, Diggs, 15. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, talked about that trade, that one-for-one trade with Sean, man. That could work out to be a nice fucking trade. 17 fucking points. Not to be outdone. Brett Meyer. Oh, my God. You loves yourself some kickers. How about 22 points from his kicker? (laughs) Holy shit. What a day for him. It was the second high score behind Mahomes. (laughs) And we were just talking. We had an in-depth discussion in the guillotine league chat about how we should do away with kickers. This man put up a 20-burger. His kicker. Yeah. Four PATs. One field goal, 20 to 29 yards, and 350-plus. Wow. That's incredible. I can only imagine what that point total would have been in the guillotine league because in the guillotine league, you get points for the length. So each of those 50-plus yard field goals would have been like 5.7, 5.6, 5.4, whatever they were. And the Ravens defense had a massive game, 21 points as well. Wow. Justin got the win despite having uh, Cogs in his lineup. Raheem Mostert and Chris Godwin on a bye. Uh, Davin did not have a very good week. I've been uh, kind of pounding the narrative on this show week in and week out that himself and Steve Power, a bit of paper tigers. This one kind of reflected that 100 points is pretty shitty in full PPR. Davin's 100 points highlighted by Justin Fields, as you mentioned, RIP. Although I don't know... How long is going to be out? I don't think he's going to be out that long, but there are conflicting reports. Some people saying day to day, some people saying week to week, some people saying season ender. What do you yeah. think? Well, it's a separated shoulder. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, is that so, what it is? A separated shoulder? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it's not good. It's not yeah. like you can just pop it back in place and, you know, be fine the next week. So, well, not only that, the Bears are shit. So, but this is rough because like Dave Montgomery starting to show some real good fantasy value with Herbert out. Uh, Darnell Mooney's really coming around. Cole Komet has been a fantasy asset. You take fields out of that lineup, man. All those guys are fucking dead. Uh, yeah. Maybe Monty, but I mean, Komet's done for sure. Mooney's done for sure. Yep. Even yeah. Monty, like I really feel like they would target the run if uh, Justin yeah. Fields, like if you replace him with a, with a non-mobile quarterback, you know, some fucking tree is just going to stand there and look for someone to pass to. They are going to zone in on Dave Montgomery. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Interested to see how that plays out in Chicago. Uh, Joe Mixon went down early with a concussion, did manage to get him nine points before uh, he went down. Um, I think Mixon's going to miss a couple of weeks. They do tend to miss a week after they get a concussion. Who knows? Uh, let's see. Antonio Gibson, as I mentioned, still fantasy relevant, 13 points. Michael Pittman had one of his best games in the past few weeks, uh, 14 points. Mark Andrews back from injury, 12 points. Other than that, not a lot to highlight here for Davin. Davin did have uh, mainstay Tyler Lockett on a bye. Uh, other than that, 
Not a whole lot to say here. Just a down week for a team that I thought was overperforming, maybe punching a little bit above its weight class coming in. So with the win, Justin won a second in a row to improve to six and five. And with the loss, Devin fell to seven and four. If you're enjoying the show, please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you get your podcast from. Thanks for listening. Let's go over our bad beat of the week. Ham, your BFF, put up the high score of the week. He defeated Joel. God, what a bad beat. <laughs> he defeated Joel by a score of 175 to 153. Joel's 153 was the, oh, actually, maybe not that much of a bad beat. There were some higher scores. Joel lost to a lot of teams this week. Uh, but Joel's 153 was high. He would have beat one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams last week. Seven. Wow. Yeah. But not Cam. Cam bleached his asshole and beat him by 22 points. <laughs> Cam's high score of the week. Highlighted by Joe Burrow, 35. Hello. King, Derrick Henry, did it all. 27 points. Love to see it. Barkley down game, but it didn't matter because he had huge game at Darius Slayton, 14 points. Darnell Mooney, 13 points. T. Higgins, 24 points. George Kittle. Man, George Kittle won that game all by himself on Monday. 24 points. And, wow, Tyler Look Bass. At Look at my boy. <laughs> You're my boy, Bass. <laughs> We're going streaking. Wow. <laughs> Tyler Bass is like, wow, great game, Brett Murr. Hold my Hold beer. My beer. <laughs> 23 points. One PAT, one field goal, 2029, 230, 39, 240 to 49, and 150 plus. Oh my God. Love it. Jesus. Well, it's good, man. You got to, uh, Bill's got a kicker they can rely on when Allen's having down games. I honestly think Allen's uh, dealing with some lingering issues from that elbow yeah. injury. Yeah, for sure. I just really think that they need him because without him, they got no team. Anyway, uh, Joel's 153 highlighted by Dak, 25. Christian McCaffrey, 18 points. Dave Montgomery, 21. Demonte Adams, 33. Cortland Sutton, very good game, 13. Kyle Pitts, rip, seven points. And uh, the commander's defense, very nice spot start of Houston, 24 points. Uh, me and Joel were going back and forth about this matchup. He said he was literally flipping coins all day. He showed me a screenshot. Apparently, Fantasy Pros has a, like, can't decide who to start, flip a coin, and, like, enter the two players' names and push a button. And they'll make a – they'll flip a virtual coin. Anyway, he typed in Juwan Johnson, Kyle Pitts, flip a coin. They said Kyle Pitts. He said, fuck it, I'll start Kyle Pitts. And Johnson outscored him by, like, seven and a half points. And he said, if that's seven and a half points cost me my matchup, I am going to tilt off the earth. <laughs> but well, it did not, as Cam not. destroyed him by 22 points. This is one that Joel needed. Yeah, uh, Joel's did. got a great team. I'm not going to argue that. But he needed this win. I know he's been, like, downplaying to me. Like, oh, you know, I can, I'll can, i be fine. I'll find a way. I'm like, eh. Best case, Ontario now, friend. Seven and seven for this team. That's best case Ontario, you know, and who's to say he's just going to automatically win out. Yeah. He's got one good matchup. I think he plays Ryan at some point, which will be a bit of a buy, but Joel's also got a couple of tough matchups, Davin, Sean and Ryan, Sean McLean, as we've been talking about 
won five in a row. Looks fucking unstoppable right now. Davin's team, bit of a paper tiger, but Davin's yeah. had a couple of big weeks too. Got a couple of nice pieces. Uh, he had that Joe Mixon like 50 burger, you know, a mm-hmm. few weeks back. Davin has uh, some real nice pieces on his team. So I think he'll pound Ryan, but like if he loses to Sean, which is very likely to get to eight losses, like it's over. It's fucking over. over. You know, Joel finishes six and eight. It's over. He might scrape in at six and eight might, but time will tell in any event, as it sits now, Joel fell to four and seven with the loss and cam got off the schneid and approved to seven and four. Good to remain in first place. And last but not least, I absolutely creamed Steve power. This despite a couple of proclamations, in our group chat from Steve Power. Let me share those with you now. Steve Power. <laughs> Steve Power went on record to say, you're up next week, Andrew Skinner. Prepare to underperform. I mean, my 131, not a huge score by any means, but I was not the one underperforming in this match, let me tell you. My 131 absolutely bleached the butthole. Steve Power, who put up 72 points. Yes, I know Ryan put up 69 points. Ryan didn't set a full lineup. Not that set a full lineup helped Steve Power, because he got negative two points out of his kicker. What a fucking quality start. Forget my score. Let's run over Steve Power's juggernaut of a team. <laughs> Daniel Jones, 27. Way to go. Dalvin Cook, 7. James Robinson, 1. DeAndre Carter, who I dropped, got the most out of him last week, 6. Van Jefferson, okay. We're in week 11, week 12. We're looking at a fantasy team starting DeAndre Carter, Van Jefferson, and Chase Claypool. Take this team and punt it into the fucking sun. This is the worst 7-4 team I've seen in my life. Oh, my God. It is hot daily dog shit. TJ Hawkinson, 8. James Conner, 12. Graham Gano, minus 2. Giants defense, 2. This team sucks, man. Yes, he had Geno and DK and ETN on a bye. Ooh, what were they going to bring him up to? 100? I mean, Daniel Jones had 26 points. Geno Smith ain't going to outscore that by much, you know. Geno Smith's having a fine year, but he's not putting up 40 burgers every week. ETN, yeah, ETN would have probably got 10-plus points on Robinson. Yeah, ETN's good for 15. Okay, fair. That's 14. That gets him up to, what, 86, hypothetically. Then you put Metcalf in. So he might yeah, he might have got around, like, 100 points. This team sucks, man. Worst, I've said it on the show, I was kind of – trepidatious when I said it before, like, oh, I don't want to give myself bad karma, but I'm throwing all that out the window. I pray to God I get this team in the playoffs. Please, 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 please give me this LOL team in the playoffs. What a trash team. Prepare to underperform. Yeah. Sure showed me. How the fuck losing this team the other week? How? Man, I don't know. This team <laughs> what is the fuck? Shit. This team sucks. Oh, my God. Maybe a team that should, I don't know, make a trade or two at the deadline. 
Call me crazy. But anyway, power gonna power. So my 131, we can have a quick look at that. Lamar, God, what happened to 47 point a week, Lamar? Can we get him back, please? You're telling me. <laughs> he had two weeks, week two and week three, 47, 47. It's like, holy shit, this man is playing for a contract. And I don't think he's eclipsed 26 points since then. And a no. lot of these scores are like 15, 16. And the problem is that it's Lamar Jackson, man. I can't fucking bench him. I can't drop him. I just got to play him. Like my season is going to come down to what version of Lamar Jackson I get because all the other pieces are in place. Josh Jacobs, 19, perfectly capable fantasy running back. Ramondre Stevenson, 14 points. Excellent. Alan Lazard, 11. A.J. Brown, down week, nine points, not so good. Justin Jefferson, down week, six points, not so good. Pat Fryermuth, love to see it. And Keenan Allen, as we just talked about, his return, very good game. He had 12.4. He did lose a fumble, but very involved in the offense. Cannot wait to see Keenan Allen finally fully healthy going forward. It's exactly what I need for my wide receiver three. And shout out Harrison Bucker, 14 points. Love to see it. (laughs) Jets defense was a good start as well. Uh, Yeah. Other than that, like, okay week for my team. Again, I just really think my team's going to come down to, like, I feel like I got all the pieces. Excuse me. I got all the pieces in place. It's just going to be what version of Lamar I get. I've got a good enough team, like, if I get a fucking 30 plus at Lamar, I can put up 160 points plus and beat any team in the league. If Lamar is putting up this fucking 12, 15 point shit, I'm not going to beat much anyone. So it is what it is. Unless I can trade them. Unless I can trade them in the next couple of days. I don't see it, but maybe I can make a trade. So time will tell. Last week, we touched a little bit on the standings and some predictions for teams that are going to make the playoffs. Let's have another quick look at that now. Uh, nothing really changed. The four non-playoff teams continue to be the no- four non-playoff teams, although you are technically tied now at five and six on the outside looking in because of your uh, lower points four. And Joel and Gary sit a game back of a playoff spot. But like Joel was arguing, he was like, if I win and team dinner loses, I leapfrog him because I have way more points for than him. So he is right from that perspective. But still, he's at that seven losses right now, right? If team dinner puts together a win, you know, Joel's in a point now where if he loses and team dinner and Shogun Master win, he's out. That's it. It's over. So, yeah. Time will tell. Time will tell. His team's good. I just think he dug himself too big of a hole. But in any event, that is that. Okay, friend. Let's uh, transition now and talk about the Guillotine League. Decapitation Nation. As mentioned in the intro of today's program, I did say that we are lucky enough to once again be joined by the decapitated team. The decapitated manager, rather, was kind enough to join us on the show this week. So please, friends, allow me to introduce to you the manager of the decapitated team for week 11, Decapitation Nation, Mr. Aaron Bishop. Welcome to the show, sir. How are you? Thank you for having me. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) No problem. Well, a shocker. 
My God. <laughs> he hates you. Oh, I mismanaged the absolute shit out of that team this week. Yep, you did. And I have a full year to stew on it now. You did. I uh, I didn't see this coming. We both predicted, you and Sean predicted Spencer to go down. I threw Sean McClain's name in as a nominee for a potential team to go down last week. I did not see this team going down. Lamar had a unique matchup against Carolina, but uh, Kadarius Tony, I thought that was an odd. Well, not an odd one. I just thought you were kind of chasing the points here. You did get a little unlucky with the injury, but Damian Pierce got shut down. James Conner was okay. Hayden Hurst, again, what we were just talking about in uh, TBLC with tight end. Tight end is a wasteland. Pat Fryermuth is ultra super consistent tight end. Then you're left with guys like Hayden Hurst, who might get you 15 points, might get you four points too. Yeah, I dropped Farmuth for Jamar Chase. And that did not work out. <laughs> so I had Amari Cooper, who I dropped because, yeah, I dropped a Cooper because um, I thought at the time they were going to be playing. I did not Buffalo. know that. Yeah. Yeah. Thought they'd be playing in Buffalo. So this is before they announced. The right. Move. We said it on the show. Right. You're like, yeah. I just found out they're moving the game to Detroit and I already dropped them. It's like, yeah. oh, you yeah. 32 points. And then I had Singletary on my team and I was like, you know, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to put Connor in the running back and then I'm going to pick up Kadarius Tony because if this is a point week, I would have stuck with Singletary, but because it's PPR, I was like, fuck it. Tony's going to get peppered. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. We we knew that was going to be a high scoring game. Division rivals in prime time. So I figured with the PPR scoring format, I would be better off going with Tony because I thought he was going to get at least 10 to 14 targets, at least. You unloaded you unloaded the remainder of your web clip, $12 for Damian Pierce, and he rewarded Damian you with Pierce. Yeah. 10 carries for eight yards. Thanks. Thanks for the contribution. A big fat 3.7 points. <laughs> God damn it. Like why? <laughs> why? I don't even know how many dollars per point that works out to, but not many. <laughs> not many, no. <laughs> so classic mismanagement, fucking weather, everything, injuries, the whole nine yards went against me this week. And I've no one to blame but myself. Well, look, so. man, this is exactly what we talked about with Sean, right? Like I really truly felt like Sean was a little unlucky when he went down. It's a mid-game injury, man. You started a healthy Kadarius Tony. Dude went down. He when the time he went down, he had one target that he didn't catch. He got to zero burger. It's it's often going to be mid-game injuries that sink your ship. Now, whether or not you made the best decisions leading up to setting your lineup are you know neither here nor there. But ultimately, like the mid-game injury, how many points were you from the bottom? Was it close? Well, I don't even know. I don't, I don't think it was close, no. Uh, Chad had 124, and you had 107. So you finished 17 points behind Chad, so it was not, in fact, close. But had you stuck with Amari Cooper? Amari Cooper away. <laughs> one Amari Cooper away from still being in. Yeah. Fuck, this, man. This Fuck. is the thing, right? You make a mistake in this pool, and it's over. So... Tough, really tough. Uh, I think objectively, 
like you did have one of the teams that were towards the bottom. You know, we did discuss that like, hey, you had to make a couple of real big trades just to save your season. So I think all in all, I don't think uh, finishing what uh, eighth, eighth, yeah, finishing eighth is so bad. No, it wasn't bad. You survived a double elimination week, which is a thing. You know, you survived the first ever uh, first ever double elimination week. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like it was a very roller coaster type season, very up and down, a lot of fun. Wouldn't change it for the world, but um, yeah, I'm just pissed at myself for my for my decisions, overthinking, over managing, like I always fucking do. Hit yep. the bong, fucking get my fancy OCD going. <laughs> like, don't, hit the, don't hit the bong and and fantasy, bro. Oh my god, it could only result in poor. I mean, decisions. I see my traits. <laughs> <laughs> maybe lay on like the uh the entry level stuff when you're looking at trading rather than the harder stuff <laughs> Jesus, right. the more potent stuff <laughs> anyway yeah it's uh stuff you hate to see it go down like it did uh, like you said your team didn't perform awful i mean you got decapitated despite having 33 fucking points at Devontae adams mm-hmm. you know 17 out of the mar was Okay, you know, James Conner, 13 was good. Brandon Ayuk, 16 was great. You had respectable scores out of your kicker and your defense, too. It's just a couple of decisions, right? But just, yeah, that was the boat you were in, man. You had to make a couple panic trades just to save your season, and it's hard to f- properly rebuild. I thought the pickup of Lamar, like Sean alluded to, was fucking brilliant. You got Lamar for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, Burnham. I think you did okay. You picked up Damian Pierce in what should have been an should okay been. matchup. Yeah. I really thought you were going to get more out of the Pierce pickup. That was a bit of a bad beat there. Yeah, for sure. So, and Hayden Hurst, as you said, not one of the top tight ends. Capable of a big game, but just not involved enough. So, sucks, man. Your season came to a crashing halt as you did only put up 107 points. 17 points away from survival. So I held on to the G Harris. If I held on to Friarmouth, if I did this, if I did that, hang on to Cooper. Friarmouth was an interesting drop. Holy people, man. Fuck. What was your reasoning behind dropping Friarmouth? I got to hear it because honestly, like all you would have to do is look at his numbers and see like this guy's ultra consistent to tight end. Why would you ever part with him? I wanted to try to stash Waddle and Chase. Right. So early in the week, you dropped Frymuth right. And this is this is exactly what I said to you on the show. I was like, we are past that point. There ain't no more stashing. The stash time's over. That was a bad. Si- yep. I thought I thought it was a bit of a gamble. Cost you your season. Uh Frymuth. Uh let's see. Hayden Hurst 4.8. Uh Frymuth also conveniently sitting on waivers right now. I may go grab him. Instead of Dalton Schultz right now, I would. Well, Dalton Schultz is is nice too. The Cowboys aren't going to fucking beat the fuck out of everyone every single week. Like I think they're going to have a tough time against the Giants this week. No, but Farmuth has been very consistent the past like seven eight weeks, man. Like I think he's a solid play every week. Farmuth 15.5. That was a game he got injured. 15.5, So I have a tight end, but more do you want, really? Right? Involved in a team that sucks most weeks. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's uh, he would have got you an extra of what 11.1. That wouldn't have been quite enough to get you there. Yeah, it's tough, man. Like I said, I, I thought that was a little too aggressive on your behalf, you know. And then by the time you decide that you're like, oh shit, I'm in trouble, now you're downgrading from Frogmuth to Hayden Hurst because of availability, because of games played. So it's tough. Call man. what you want, you know, coming down from that double elimination high, you know, like feeling like you can survive anything, feeling frisky. I don't know. <laughs> Just right. You're like, yeah, I'm free rolling. Well, now you get to think about it all next season. So all season. <laughs> now that it's all said and done. Now that your season is over, any regrets with anything that went down? Do you regret selling your soul to the devil, making that big trade with me a few weeks ago? I regret no trades. No no trades. The only thing I regret are my lead up mistakes this week. Yeah. Well, the reality is that like, despite the fact that those trades were lopsided in my favor, um, you still had a shot. You were still very much in the mix. So yeah, no, it's my own fault. The only reason why I'm sitting here talking about it right now is because I fucked up. Yeah. You bit off Uh, a little more than you can chew. I understand. Look, man, I understand the, uh, I understand the play behind it. Fuck. If you could have got away with stashing those guys, you would have been in real nice shape. You would have been rocking Jamar chase, Devante Adams and Jalen Waddle. Sweet Jesus. But at what cost, right? Here's, this is the thing, right? My team wagon, Sean's team wagon, cams team wagon, like three very fucking good teams. Those are three teams for sure that aren't going down for a while, barring a slew of mid-game injuries. It's only really like Mike's team, maybe Spencer's team that's towards the bottom. Mm. And even Spencer had the Thursday game. He had Aaron Jones and Christian Watson going the Thursday game. He already had like 35 points yeah. coming out of Thursday. So I thought, and that's when you made the trade the 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 drop, did you not? Uh, you made that drop after Spence had put up all those points. I think I would have held off. I because we uh, predicted, like you and Sean, as I mentioned, had predicted Spencer to go down. Mm-hmm. But Spencer got you know thirty five points coming out Thursday night. Or had two guys, pretty good. It looked like at that point Spencer might have been on his way to putting up a healthy week, maybe you know securing a spot this week. That yeah. for me would have been reason enough to pump the brakes on any aggressive stashes. So I think you just maybe bit off a little more than you could chew. Yep. 100%. Unfortunately. So, yep. and here not you are hard. on the sidelines. Eighth place. So not so bad. Nope. I'll take it. All in all, pretty good season. Like you said, you can just chalk it up to a couple of mistakes. It is what it is in this pool. You make a couple of mistakes in TBLC, you take an L and you move on to next week, but you make a couple of mistakes here and it's, uh, R.I.P. Decapitated. (laughs) You get tagged and you get Lego decapitated emoji. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best gift. It is. That's all I do. I'll just go at whoever got decapitated dot 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 (laughs) and then Lego decapitated gift. That's the fucking greatest gift, man. I love to meet whoever did that. It's fucking brilliant. So, as mentioned, you are decapitated. Now we are down to just seven. So let's see where your decapitated players ended up. Yes, let's. As mentioned, Cam is now the mayor of Wabsville, as he so quick to point out in the group chat. I was like, fucking have it, buddy. I have Devonte Adams, Justin Jefferson, and Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm okay with it. 
I bid a very healthy $14. I just had to have Devontae Adams. I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm okay with my team, really like my team. But when top five dude hits the wire and I've got money, what the fuck else am I saving it for, right? That's right. So I bid strategically enough, like Sean McLean at $14 left. I have lower score. I said, okay. Again, much like the Mark Andrews saying a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I'm a bet 14. If I get him for 14, awesome. If Cam outbids me and Cam gets him, awesome. Because that's another shot to Cam's web stack. So fuck yeah. But in any event, I got him for 14. Sean McLean bid 12 of his remaining 14 on him, did not get him. There were a couple of lower offers. Cam strategically bid seven, which eliminated half the other teams. I do, I do want to specifically shout out Hitman, Mike, and Spencer, who, for some odd reason, put in $0 claims as if nobody was going to bid. Just nah. Nobody will bid on Devontae. Nah. Maybe he'll just slide under the radar. Devontae Adams. Nah. Nobody's going to get him. Uh, then there were a couple other interesting claims that I do want to go over. Cam, despite not spending money on Devontae Adams, did spend money on a couple other players. Kenneth Walker for two dollars. Oh, wow! Yep, very nice. Also, shout out to Hitman and Spencer, who also had zero dollar claims for him. Sorry, boys, should have hung on to some of the money. No, they have no web left. Okay, okay. I understand that making zero other planes, but come on, Devontae Adams and Kenneth Walker, you're just wasting you're wasting the energy in your fingers to even put in those claims. <laughs> Keenan Allen, Spencer picked up for zero, so that was nice. Uh Cam went and got Mike Evans for a dollar. Cam also got Jalen Waddle for three dollars. This is yours. Is yours. Yeah. And I, I hope so. I don't know though. Chad's got a real look at Chad's team. I know Chad's team is really fucking good, but I mean, I'm just something just, my gut has been telling me for weeks now. Your team is the team. Like probably ever since the trade that we made, I gave you Justin and, uh, and Hertz. I, I just knew yep. your team to beat. Well, now Chad's got Lamar, right? And we don't know what version of Lamar we're going to get. Honestly, it's probably good for you that he's got Lamar. Yeah, it could be. It is a plus matchup in Jacksonville. Um, but Stevon Diggs, CD Lamb, deadly stack. Kamara against San Francisco could be a bad game this week. Ramondre Stevenson, I love. TJ Hawkinson, more involved in Minnesota, but still kind of like Hayden Hurst, has the ability to put up three or four points. Jonathan Taylor all the way back against Pittsburgh. That could be big game. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a position to win. I mean, my team is fucking sick. Jalen Jefferson, Amon Ra, Chubb, Eckler, Schultz, Devante. Yeah, it's I yours, mean, man. Like, what the fuck? fuck? He's rocking all day long, man. <laughs> <laughs> Very good fucking team. But the rally said anything can happen. You know, this is why I kind of like. It's I don't feel I mean obviously you're upset that you're out but I don't feel that bad for you honestly because like you're at that point in the season man there's eight teams left shallow so, rosters you know there's only two wide receivers two running backs like it's a shallow roster in an already shallow league now with uh, eight or seven teams left anything can happen at this point like yeah my team's good Jalen can have a bad game he's a mobile quarterback man he can get hit get popped concussion done. 
Jefferson's already shown that he can disappear. He's got a tough matchup against New England this week, but I can't fucking sit him. And I sure as fucking dropping him. You know, Chubb uh, didn't have a great game last week and another bad matchup against Tampa this week. Again, I'm not sitting him. You know, he's 96% started. What am I going to be? One of the 4%? It's like, no, 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 thanks. Not for me. <laughs> I mean, what do I do? Maybe I can pivot on Schultz, maybe to Fryermuth. Although I do like Schultz. I just think that Dallas has a real good offense. And more often than not, Schultz is going to produce for my team. Whereas Fryermuth is more of a volume thing. I think Fryermuth's only got like two touchdowns this year. Uh, but Schultz has got the ability to catch a couple touchdowns, you know? So, right. Yeah. Especially if CD Lamb, whoever they happen to be playing, gets the shutdown corner. Like, I don't know who the shutdown corner is for the Giants, but I know the Giants have a pretty good fucking defense. So maybe that's a better game for Schultz. I don't know. I just think I've got one share, Fryermuth and TBLC. I don't want to double down in the event he does have a bad week. So I'd rather diversify wherever I can. So, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, I've definitely got an above average team, maybe like top two. Although Sean's team, God, Sean's team. Look at that team. I don't know what he's doing. Well, Sean's doing exactly what I was just describing to you. He's playing fucking keep away is what he's doing. He's like, nobody gets Tua. He's not stashing them. Tua's by weeks over now. He's fucking sitting on two of those guys till Saturday when he'll drop them for a fucking kicker and a defense. It's fucking beautiful. Like, I guess Sean's just got a little more confidence in the defense out there, and that's fine. And once I get down to five teams, I'll probably punt the Pets defense too because it's worth it to jam up two high-quality players away from your opponents, you know. Anyway, yeah, so a lot of shaking and moving this past week. Uh, I want to have a look at Cam's team, as we mentioned. Cam had a lot of quality pickups on the waiver wire. His team's starting to round into form. He's got Mahomes, of course, who's been having an MVP-type season. Just pick up Mike Evans and Jalen Waddle, two brand-new receivers. He's got Barkley Walker now, Mark Andrews, Terry McLaurin. Pretty solid. Pretty solid, solid team. Yeah. And as stated, is the mayor of Websville. So he's got that. If one more big guy hits the wire and Cam decides he's got to have him, well, Cam can get him. So You, Cam, and Sean, final three. Yeah, I don't, I don't, man, I don't know. I don't think, I think it's going to be me, Sean, and Chad hide and Zeke. I don't see how this, how Chad's team cannot be in the final three. So good. Maybe his uh, lack of waiver dollars keeps him out of the mix. Like he's only got three bucks, but I, I don't see how. Chad's team doesn't make it. I don't care how much money Cam has. He can't physically take those players off Chad's team. You can't buy Chad's players unless Chad goes down, but I don't see it. I think the final three teams are going to be myself, Chad, and Sean. I hope you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Also, shout out to Cam, whose team name is now Hey Dirty Bish, got no team. I was a proponent of uh, Bish's empty roster to follow up on Bish's empty wallet. I like yours better. Yeah, Yeah. but still, they're both good. They're both good. They're both good. Yep. So, uh, before we get off uh, the guillotine league, let's make a prediction for who you think might go down this week. It's getting harder to predict, man. 
even these projections, Sean McLean currently projected for the lowest amount at um, 120. My, I think Hitman's out this week. Yeah. I I think that's a reasonable pick. Why do you uh, Why do you think Hitman's going down this week? Still got a questionable take on Juju. He may or may not play. Uh, Fournette is, you know, my opinion on Leonard Fournette this year. Yep. Uh, Colt Komet with Justin Fields out. That's a no bueno. Jeff Wilson, it's 50-50 with Raheem Mostert still. Who knows? Um, it's just not looking, you know, it's not terrible looking, but it's not looking as good as the other teams. That's right. At this point, like, Herrick doesn't have a bad team. No, it's not bad. He probably has the worst team out of the seven. That's exactly. not to say he's got a bad team. It's just no. probably yeah. the bottom team. So there's a lot of question marks. Like, is Juju going to come back from that concussion? Maybe. Um, but if he does have to pivot last second, that is a late game. So if he does find out that Juju is a late scratch, that could be trouble. Mm-hmm. You kind of wish that was that 2.30 game. Uh, Fournette, yeah, you've been over Fournette. Like, I think Rashad White is going to get the bulk of the work going forward. Fournette's going to be maybe touchdown dependent, hard to tell. Uh, Cole Komet hit or miss, but did miss last week. And not a lot of pivot options out there. Although maybe, you know what? You might want to fuck play keep away with the tight end. Or, uh... I want to fucking... Uh, <laughs> Maybe I'll jam up Friarmuth. Friarmuth, yeah. (laughs) Wait a second. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Let's do this right now on the show. What's today, Wednesday? Yeah. I hope I don't regret this. Pat Friarmuth. Dalton Schultz. Add Pat Friarmuth. Drop Dalton Schultz. And that has nothing to do with Dalton Schultz and everything to do with Mike not having that quality Monday pivot option should be down. Good shit. This is why I love this fucking league (laughs) (laughs) right on the show right now, as we're assessing Mike's likelihood of going down this week, me and my co-host here, Aaron Bishop determined that Mike was having trouble with a couple of players, including his tight end who if Justin Fields doesn't play, would be in trouble. What do I do? Drop Dalton Schultz. Tight end one for the Dallas Cowboys. Who's playing Thursday. Now unable to be picked up in time for his game. And picked up the last quality tight end option on the wire. One Pat Fryermuth. I love it. So now. If Mike needs to pick up, pick up a tight end for a commit. Who the fuck is he picking <laughs> up? Aiden Hurst. GL. It'll be a dirt throw. <laughs> GL. Wish you guys at home could see that. Bishop gave me a very maniacal eyebrow raise. GL. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, I think Hitman's a good pick. I don't want to piggyback on yours, though, for the sake of little, entertainment. <laughs> yeah, entertainment and, you know, diversity. Let me nominate a team myself. God, it's getting tough now. It's getting tough. Well, I'm certainly not going to nominate any of the top three teams, although I did nominate Sean last week as a option just based on some players he was stashing. Um, I'm going to piggyback off your guys' pick from last week. I'm going to pick Spencer. First of all, Spencer is stashing Allen Robinson. What? <laughs> 
I think he's got Al Robson there as like a backup in case Jamar Chase doesn't play. Is is that his? Surely there's option? better options on the wire than Allen Robinson. I mean, he did have a good game in the absence of Cooper Cup, but that is a guy I do not want on a fucking guillotine team. Let me tell you, that's a guy who could literally get you zero, especially the last seven teams. Yeah. So I personally am going to nominate Spencer to go down. You guys picked him last week. I'm picking him this week. Again, not an awful looking team. Just picked up a fully healthy Keenan Allen. Does have Aaron Jones, who's banged up, but does have Najee Harris, who bounced back last week. I mean, this team has Travis Kelsey. So there's that. Joe Burrow at Tennessee could be okay. Tennessee's defense has been better, though. It'll be interesting to see if Chase comes back. If Chase comes back and he has a healthy Burrow-Chase stack, I may be regretting this pick, but ultimately I'm picking this team to go down just because I really want Travis Kelsey. (laughs) Let's be real. real. If Travis Kelsey hits the wire, if this team goes down and Travis Kelsey hits the wire, I'm going to be the mayor of Brokesville because Mm -hmm. I need Travis Kelsey. I've said very clearly on the show, Travis, whoever has Travis Kelsey is probably going to win this league. It you know, once all the teams kind of form like Spencer's got them now, but Spencer, yeah. excuse me, Spencer, in my opinion, still has a couple of holes that need to be filled. But if you put Travis Kelsey on a team like my team, that is absolutely a differentiator that no team is going to be able to catch me on. That's going to be 15 plus additional points from the tight end position every week that nobody's going to be able to make up. You put that with the rest of my fucking superstar team, man. It's fucking, it's Vince Carter. It's over. It's over. <laughs> so, but I will throw Spencer's team. So you pick Mike, I pick Spence. Hopefully it's not me. I don't think it's going to be me. Team is pretty good, but still, right? Like, I got a good team. I do like Pat Fryermuth, but that is the one tight end has not been strong for me. I had Zach Ertz. He was doing well. Zach Ertz went down, picked up Schultz last week. He sucked. I think Fryermuth will be okay, but that was more of a, I'm picking him up, so Mike can't have him pick, so. At some point, T. Higgins will hit the wire, but it won't be in time to pick him up for his game. <laughs> Not a fucking chance. He'll be dropped on Saturday where he'll be able to be picked up on Monday after <laughs> he's played. So, all right. That's all for our Decapitation Nation. Week 11. Good luck to all the remaining teams, specifically me. <laughs> I, much like the tournament, the Bella Vista this past weekend, would really like to win this pool because... I mean, this has been the f- most fun ride, man. Oh, my God. Seven teams left, still in the mix. Got a top team. Let's fucking go. That's right. One week at a time. Other than that, I don't know if there's a whole lot else to say. Another fantastic right. fucking uh, episode, as always. Yeah, we pretty much covered everything. That was a great episode. I had a lot of yep. fun tonight. Always a great episode, man. Always great recording with you, sir. So. Best of luck to everyone listening in your fantasy matchups this week. May all your matchups be wins <laughs> or at the very least pushes, you know, because like we said earlier, push is a win. <laughs> Thanks as always for everyone to listening in to the weekly fantasy roundup. Thanks again to our primary sponsor, heaveway.com. Please yes. visit them right. and Mr. Bishop for all your travel needs. Yes, sir. Come and to as the always, bitch. that's right. <laughs> Better call Bish. <laughs> All right, yeah. sir. Pleasure yeah. as always. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, see you next week, man.
Later. Later. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Fantasy Roundup. You can contact us anytime via email at theweeklyfantasyroundup at gmail.com.